2: Liverpool 3, AC Milan 2, those European nights we know and love at Anfield, back and in some style. Guy Clark here, welcome along to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel as we react to the Reds opening their Champions League campaign with a win over AC Milan under the lights. Coming up, we'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, Jordan Henderson's as well as well as our panel of Reds regulars. Before we get into all of that though here on post-game, let's get across to Anfield and hear from the echoes Liverpool. Correspondent Paul Ghost. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Three goals scored, a Champions League win over AC Milan. It can only be Liverpool, of course. Liverpool have edged AC Milan out here at Anfield this evening, three-two. But it was made rather a lot more difficult than it should have been. In all honesty, and would be the the Russian who's first visits to Anfield would you believe, a team with uh, seven European Cups against a team with six. Uh, I've never played outside of a European Cup final until this evening. And uh, the uh, the game certainly lived up to, uh, to the respective histories of the two grandiose clubs. But uh, Liverpool came flying off the traps in the first Champions League game in front of their own fans for the best part of 18 months. It was uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold who actually gave Liverpool the lead, a lovely Give and go um, with Mohamed Salah just over my uh, left shoulder here, um, in front of the cop. His cross-come shot was deflected in from for Kale to and the curmudgeons at UEFA have jotted it down as an own goal. But Trent Alexander-Arnold won't care. Neither did the cop, who saluted the scouting in the team as Liverpool really pushed on for the second. Salah had a chance; uh, he actually missed the penalty saved by Mike Mangan. And um, the, um, the the Yogo Jota also had a chance. Andy Robertson. Uh, Liverpool had uh, 14 shots inside the first half but weren't able to get the second goal the all-important second goal and Milan um, took full advantage of that with two minutes to go at the end of the first half um, Antti Rebic and Brahim Diaz them within two minutes of each other to send uh, Milan into the uh, half-time interval inexplicably with the lead but uh, Liverpool came out fighting in the second half Mohamed Salah converted from uh, Divock Origi's wonderful clip over the top uh, his first, uh, uh, first start after the season, he's actually missed the last three games in total. But he was back in tonight and put in a, a very good performance. He was eventually withdrawn on the arm mark to so stand ovation from the Liverpool fans. And that will do his confidence a world of good. And to be fair, he probably needed it given his uh, his lack of action in front of goal. He's not scored for Liverpool in um, close to 12 months now. But uh, tonight was a big step on the road to recovery for him. Uh, as I say, Salah made a 2-2. But it was after Captain John Henderson to rattle home the third. On the edge of the box from a half cleared corner He caught it flush on the half volley Made it 3-2 and Liverpool eventually held on For the uh, massive three points to get the Group B campaign off to a flyer. They are top after Porto drew 0 in uh, In Madrid against that Atletico So uh, all in all a pretty much perfect night Aside from two sloppy winners For Liverpool at the end of the first half But you yeah, won't care too much about that It's finished here at Anfield on the first meeting Between Liverpool and AC Milan outside of the Champions League final Liverpool 3, AC Milan 2
2: Paul Gorse delivering his take on Liverpool seeing off AC Milan even if they did make it tougher for themselves than needed. Jordan Henderson coming up with the winner leading by example with a captain's contribution after Mohamed Salah missed from the penalty spot which may well have made it more comfortable on the night for the Reds albeit he did get the equaliser for Liverpool. That the first after 17 successful successive penalties in a row for Mohamed Salah that he has been thwarted from 12 yards but that was the case. Coming up, though, we're going to hear from Jurgen Klopp. Before him, though, the man of the moment, the skipper, Jordan Henderson. Hi, Jordan. First of all, congratulations.
3: Uh, just what kind of a game was that like to play in tonight? It was a good game. You know, it was a bit of a roller coaster, and I'm sure it was very good to watch as, as a new role. So it was nice to have fans back, European night at Anfield. Um, yeah, amazing game in the end. Um, I thought. For the majority of the game, I thought performance level was, was really good. Um, Obviously, we had a spell towards the end of the first half, last 10, 15 minutes, where um we weren't quite at it and we were a little bit sloppy and we got punished with two goals. So, going in at half-time, a little bit disappointed that we are behind, but went through some finer details and what could help us for the second half. And, um, and the lads came out and performed extremely well in, in the second half and, and managed to find a win. So, overall, we've got to be delighted personally how satisfying
4: a strike was that to get back on the score sheet finally again in the champions league and also to win the game
3: yeah very nice very nice to get back on the score sheet you know i think it's been a while so it's it's always nice to score a goal and if if i'm going to be playing a little bit further forward in that position i think you need i need to be chipping in with a, with a few more goals as well so it was it was nice to to get on the score sheet and, and find the winner
4: what does it say once again about the character at this side, and just how important was it to make sure that you took maximum points from your opening home game?
3: Yeah, very important. You know first game, you want to take three points and get on the board, get them on the board early, especially at home, so got to be like I say we've got to be really, really pleased with that. Um, but again, I think performance level for 70 75 minutes was was very good, and we just need to learn um, about that 10, 15-minute spell and make sure that that doesn't happen too often, otherwise you get punished at this level. Top man, well done tonight, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Vinnie. OK, next question from Jim Condon, please. Hi, Jordan. That game was uh, exciting, you mentioned. but almost felt like you had to win it twice there uh, this evening. Yeah, we made hard work of the game, you know, but you've got to give credit to Milan. They're a good side, good players, and when you're not quite at it, in a spell in a game, you get punished at this level and, and they did that, um, but I thought the boys reacted so well, you know, in, in the second half, we went through some fine details at half time, which could help us go out in the second half and and put it right, but yeah, we kept going, kept fighting and uh, managed to, to find a couple of goals to win the game, so overall delighted with a, the with a result. Hi Jürgen, well done
4: tonight. You said before the game how much you were looking forward to being back in Europe. How much of that was
2: exactly what you'd hoped for tonight?
5: <laughs> yeah, nearly 100% of course, because um, it was a brilliant game, very exciting I think very entertaining. Um, with 10-15 minutes where we lost a little bit. Uh, the plot, whatever, um are not compact enough anymore. It got carried away with our own football pretty much, um, made it then complicated, which we shouldn't have done in our own possession. And uh, last line, slightly too deep, midfield not um, didn't, uh, closing the gaps anymore and stuff like this. So they could pass through, they scored score two goals. In a moment like this, obviously the game can be decided, but not tonight because we could adjust in the half-time and um, did that um played again really good football and um scored two wonderful goals and um so won the, won the game uh, <laughs> which everyone knew before already but now probably definitely everybody knows ac milan came from pot four in this group <laughs> very funny um so that's the quality in the group and we have to do it makes really is really good that we won this game tonight because obviously you need each point in this group to get through.
4: Yeah, as well as the importance of the result. What about the importance, though, of being able to manage minutes for some of the players in your squad tonight?
5: Very important. I think it's really difficult to, to work from. Like everybody who saw him warming up tonight, the players thought, why in the plane. And we well, have to be sensible in these moments. Um, we have these three boys in here in the last line. We came all back from long-term injuries. We have to manage that. Can do it differently, um, even. If they are fit now, which is great. Um, and the the other place, of course, it was not, not big changes if you want. Nabiketa started already two or three games this year, this season. Um, not sure. Did tend start the last game? Probably not. So that was clear that he will start, play the super game, both of them. Fabinho had to go through, did that, very important. So um Diboguri, um people forget so quick in, in life and in football. But he's an outstanding strike, did really well tonight for the long, especially for the long time, it didn't start. It's just really difficult to get in this team, to be honest. Um, that's what makes sometimes life a little bit uncomfortable, but he, he is a, a great guy and I'm really happy for him that he could play like that. Thanks, Okay,
4: thank you, Vinny. Um, we've only got one of the hand up, which is Jim. um So this will be the last question. Jim? Thank you. No, it's not, because people now start putting their hands up. Yes,
1: okay, fantastic. I, right, okay,
2: I've let's
3: got- go on. Yeah. Hi, Jorgen. In terms of tonight, what was your reaction at halftime? Do you experience all the emotions as a football manager there in that sort of first half? Maybe joy for the first 30 minutes in terms of your performance and then probably anger and probably shock and dismay for the last five minutes of that first half? Uh.
5: No, I was not angry at all. Not at all. Um, we 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 saw it coming. Actually, we saw the last five minutes coming in the last fifteen. Um, so we tried to um, um, get the message across. Didn't work out because of the outstanding atmosphere in the stadium. <laughs> so um, we we just um, football wise, we, we lost the ball at the wrong moment. It was absolutely not necessary. We could have we could have played. We played with, with so flexible triangles on the wings. It was really really good. Then we, we started getting a bit complicated. That was the one mistake. The other mistake is last line, how I said, was slightly too deep. So that's easy. We showed one picture, only one picture from the first half, uh, where we showed the boys here, last line too deep. Here midfield, we need the A2 who is, um, um pushing up in the challenge. Then the other two have to adapt. And that's the moment where we are organised. Fabinho can pick these balls up. Everybody who plays in that position can pick these balls up. But if we are not organised, then they just pass the ball through the gaps. So I was actually waiting for half time. I was really happy when the whistle came, um, and we could sort that. We sorted it, and then we had, didn't have that problem anymore. And um, that's it. So I was not angry at all. That's just that's the job to do. Um, I cannot celebrate 30 minutes and then after 50 minutes I'm angry or whatever. Just to to make sure that we have a chance to win the second half. That's what we did, and all fine. Okay, thank you. And to conclude the press conference, uh, James Pierce.
6: Jurgen,
3: just, just on Divok, um, he hadn't even made the bench for the last three games. Was there anything in particular you've seen from him on the
2: training field that convinced you to put him in tonight? And what does he have to do now to kick on from
6: here? And you know, tonight was his first start since January.
5: Nothing really special. It's um, Divock is a, is a great guy. So that's how it is. You know, um, In 10 years' time, a middle back, he will be a level legend, but he's too young to be now already seen as a legend. So he has to play football. To be 100% honest, of course, I thought. Um, he would um, maybe leave in the summer, um, but uh, it's uh, the football world is it's a crazy place, and obviously people forgot how good he is. So, um, and I said it, it's really difficult to get in this team. That's just how it is, and we have to. We I have to decide um, about different positions, who I bring on, who how I how want to react before a game. That's why Dave was not in. Did nothing wrong. He trains. He gives everything, and um, sometimes. Um, you still don't make it into the squad that really can happen, especially when uh, when everybody's fit. So, um, But for tonight, he was the right player to do it and he did really well and he was not injured, he had cramps. That's normal, I have to say. Um, and so now let's see um, for the next few, but it's, it's just nice. I'm really happy that I could give him the opportunity and that he used it like he did.
2: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel
6: European football has returned to Anfield. It's been a long wait for me personally from that Atletico Madrid game. Lovely to be back in there this evening to see AC Milan for the first time in Anfield. And we came away with a 3-2 victory. We absolutely battered them. I think in the first 20 minutes, could have been, a, could have been a cricket score in that first 20 minutes. We must have, we must have had a shot per minute. At one point, it was, it was a bit silly. We, we, I you know. Uh, great tempo to the start of the game. And, yeah, it was really, really good stuff to watch. Trent Arnold obviously ended up getting the first. Great little link-up with Mo Salah, which he done quite often there uh, today. And, yeah, went 1-0 up. Salah um, had a penalty not long after that. If he scores that, basically game over, isn't it? Because we absolutely hammered AC Milan. There was so much space in between the defence and the midfield for... The midfield to get on to for Robinson and for Trent so everyone was getting involved in it in the space and it was just, it was just pot shots, weren't they? it? There was a lot of a lot of attempts and so yeah, should have been to be a four by twenty minutes. but uh, Milan maybe got hold of the ball a little bit better after the first twenty minutes. I wouldn't say anything special, but a little bit more on the ball and a little bit more composed. But we were cruising and I'll be honest. Um, 40 minutes, 41 minutes. I'm in the ground. I'm absolutely gasping for a pint. So I say to me, "Mate, I'll run down, get some pints before um, the rush runs down." Soon as I go down here, a little noise. Uh, it's one-one. It's can't believe it. Get hold of me two pints. Uh, another little noise. It's two-one. Mate comes down at half time. So yeah, we're losing two-one. I, I mean, it's it's not the game I've watched. I can't believe we're two-one down. I've got absolutely zero comments on the goals for you, I'm afraid. I don't know what happened defending-wise or really don't know. But somehow we were 2-1 down in a game that we were absolutely cruising. and we, made, we had to have a bit of a battle there. Come out second half and we got caught cold, cold. I think it was within the first minute we got let off by an offside decision where they got in at the back post. But, yeah, we you've got to give Liverpool some credit because we've come back we've kept the pressure on and we got back into the game Salah's got in there the equaliser again good build up and a really really composed finish from Salah waited waited and waited for the keeper to make his move and slotted and then the winner's gone in from Henderson which is a very unusual thing but it's come to him after a minute poor corner from Trent and he smashed it in which really to be honest he should be doing a little bit more and we, yeah, we've won the game 3-2, and on paper it looks a little bit tight, but it was really comfortable. AC Milan, not the force that it used to be, not the side that used to be. Couldn't name any of their players, to be honest, and I wasn't really impressed with any of their players. Maybe the number 10 occasionally when he got on the ball, done OK, but, yeah, there were so many wide-open spaces on another day. Could have been all over in the first 20 minutes. So, we yeah, had a lot of positives yeah, there's a few negatives, but I, I, as, as I say, I can't comment on the goals. Don't know what happened. I'll have to check it when I get home. But positive wise, you know, uh, Gomez has got a, a good run out there. That was needed after a long time out with injury. Uh, Mavigi got a little run. Thought he'd done okay a little bit in the first half and put his body about on the line. He is what he is, Arigi, Let's be honest. But yeah, he put himself about. But yeah, all in all. Really, I'm just really glad to be back at Anfield again for European night under the lights. We've kicked off the Champions League season with a, a good, solid win in the end. Yeah, there's going to be things we can pick apart from that, but we've got the three points. I'll back us to probably comfortably win this group. And Who knows, So Positive. Looking forward to the weekend now. Liverpool, we go again. Come on, Redmen!
0: Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. Uh, What a ridiculous game of football that was. Um, yeah it was decent wasn't it? Um, not for my nerves admittedly but for the neutral I imagine this was fun to watch. Um, it ended up being a great win to be fair although it should have been really comfortable based on the first half an hour or so and the drama of the match was a lot of our own making, but that is the peril of supporting Liverpool Football Club, I suppose. Um, it's kind of funny to think back now, because before the game, a lot of Liverpool supporters were a little bit worried about the starting line-up. Um, a starting line-up ahead of a Champions League match against AC Milan, which made me feel kind of nostalgic. And then we kind of got a comeback as well thrown into the mix, so yeah, it was funny, you know, you might be aware that Liverpool have played AC Milan before, it was mentioned once or twice, um, one of those games was pretty historic, as I recall, but never at Anfield in the Champions League, which is a wild stat because um, we've always faced them in finals, which shows the European pedigree on display here, I suppose. Obviously, 13 European trophies between um, Liverpool and AC Milan. But, yeah, the the starting lineup, like it was obviously a surprise to see Divock Origi start tonight. I thought he ended up having a really good game overall. He got a great assist along the way too. Van Dijk not starting was, I guess, the big talking point before the game. It was unexpected, but... I don't think it's a bad idea to be trying to rotate these four centre-backs where we can after what obviously happened last season with our centre-backs and Verge has been playing non-stop since the start of the season with our games with internationals and I don't think any of us expected that really at the start of the season after that long injury, so definitely a good call in that sense when we obviously have four class center backs now to to call on although you know obviously the way the first half ended i think the reaction from him sat on the bench when milan went 2-1 up was very oh, i can't i can't even have a day off can i lads but um i, I as Klopp said pre-match you know he has to force himself to be sent to all this season he has to use the squad that is something we're gonna need this season to actually maintain this form that we we've started the season with. And, you know, it was nice to see Joe Gomez back in after so long out with his own injury, of course. His I think it's his first competitive start in over a year. So, you know, great to see that we in terms of the game, we started rapidly, dominantly. We were all over them early on. And I think you could see a bit of a golfing class for that first. minutes because they couldn't cope with Liverpool's pressing, their ability to move the ball so quickly into the danger areas, you know, Milan just couldn't get out really and actually get the ball forward and maybe having Zlatan up top would have helped them to go long more, you know, they did miss that at times in this game despite getting those two goals but they were being pressed too hard a lot of the time to even get those long passes off and... First half, we were great. You know, we got the reward after, what, nine minutes. Um, admittedly, a bit of good fortune with the deflection off Tomori, but that came from the pressure from Trent, and we did deserve the lead. We should have made it too uh, in the first half. Salah missed the penalty, which he never does, really. <laughs> He's usually so reliable. Um, and the dominance was so stark in the first half that... It felt like Liverpool should have been about 7-nil up by half time, but somehow we ended up being 2-1 down at half time, which is I guess the Champions League in a nutshell. It's this fixture in a nutshell, in a way too. You know, there is previous, I suppose, for the team that dominates the first half in this fixture to end up um losing it. And at least we reversed that. I'm glad we reversed that trend ultimately. But it, it was frustrating because We didn't make the dominance count and I think when we do concede an equaliser like that, just see it out to half-time because then that thing happened as it so often does in football where the team on the back foot for so much of the game gets that bit of momentum. They come flying back at you in that sort of five-minute window and Liverpool just let that happen and they've got too much experience. They should have more guile. Than, to be letting that happen, especially when you think of how many te- how many times we 've done that to other teams in recent years, you know be wise to it um, and you know after me taking the mick out of Man United fans at work today after their result last night, I was like come on i can 't be having this lads um, and in the end, Liverpool came out at half time and they did dominate again, really, but this time they made the dominance count, they got the early equalizer. Klopp had obviously given them some harsh words at half-time, I'm guessing, and as I said, lovely assist from Origi, Salah got the equaliser, and I love Jordan Henderson, I might have mentioned it once or twice, so happy to see him get the winner, that finish, which I believe we're contractually obligated to say it was Gerrard-esque, yeah, what a finish, what a guy, what a captain, what a moment, and... Yeah, in the end it ended up being a fantastic win, a fantastic European night and a bit of a classic Liverpool in Europe kind of feeling at the end of it. Hopefully a little bit of a wake-up call because we've been so solid at the back in the league and this was a little bit of a reminder that we need to stay alert at all times but a win's a win and it ended up being a thrilling one and we're off the mark and that's the first one out of the way. Um, Now we've got to go and equal AC Milan's record, right, and get number seven. So
2: cheers, up the Reds. Alex what following on from Ross on his way back from Anfield here on post game and what an atmosphere it was tonight with the fans back in for a European night for the first time since March 2020 more reaction to come and now it comes from the Blood Red podcast Facebook group where Jay McKee writes what a game high octane football just how we like it thought Origi gave a decent account of himself considering he hasn't been near a pitch in some time Salah unreal get that man a new deal now and what about our Matip class act well Matthew Jones says what a great game that was reminiscent of the PSG game a few years ago on the whole a very strong performance with just a funny 10 minute split by half time Matip was excellent again he's such a good passer of the ball and often gets it into that space between the midfield and defence Philip Smith says made it more difficult than it needed to be, but mentality wins through. And finally, Sarah Downey Ruiz Velasco says can you really have Liverpool play Milan without it turning into a classic European night? I think I got all my frustrations out between their first goal and our second so I'm going to skip over the weird lack of concentration we went through and focus on the positives. We looked incredible at the beginning of the game and there were lots of amazing performances. Very happy for the goal scorers. How I miss these nights. The crowd on point too. You'll never walk alone. If you want more from the Blood Red podcast Facebook group or even want to feature yourself here on Postgame, follow the link in the description of the pod or just head to Facebook yourself self search for blood red. The post game podcast on the blood red channel. Liverpool
4: 3, AC Milan 2. Obviously starting 11 comes out. I think nobody's expecting that one to be honest. Gomez, Keita and Origi coming into the team. Wasn't too convinced at outset personally if I'm honest, but obviously the manager's got more than enough credit in the bank to trust him there. We started off just as you'd expect on a European night. Pressing, pace, pressure, intensity, and the crowd appreciated that with the atmosphere. We sounded, as as expected, electric. In terms of Milan, I think sometimes you can expect something from a team, like in terms of their name rather than the individuals in their team. You could sense early on a lack of Champions League experience from them with within that actual team, obviously not being in the competition for the last seven years. And that sort of nervousness from Milan was there to be shown when Trent bursts through from the right-hand side into the box with a bit of fortune on the shot, deflects off Tamori and into the back of the net, 1-0 to the Reds. A few minutes later, uh, Robbo has that half-volley shot in the box and it comes off a Milan hand. And I've got to be honest, I didn't even see that myself um, watching at home. So it, it is some great, uh, great referee in there. Mo steps up, and I mean, at that point, You're thinking, obviously, he's got full confidence. Goes for the power down the middle, and the keeper saves it. If I'm honest, pretty poor penalty, and I know that's his technique power and down the middle, but the keeper read that like a book, really. Milan tried to play out, calm the atmosphere down, but that wasn't going to happen tonight. Within that first half, we had multiple chances, and in fairness to the keeper, he was on great form. Tough job to replace Donnarumma, but he looks a good prospect going forward in the future for them. To be honest, I thought Milan were pretty turgid up until that point. You know, They couldn't even string two passes together, looked pretty naive. Um, And then credit to the Reds. Every time we went forward, we looked like we were going to score. And then just when you think you can get into that uh, half-time in a good place, Milan put their first piece of play together of the game and what looks like a massive hole in midfield, to be honest... I think Keita looked really passive in that bit of play, uh, which is quite frustrating to see, but you see Rebic slides it into the bottom corner. Real sucker punch for the Reds just before half-time, and then, you know, (laughs) the last thing you were expecting was to concede again, being quite laughably. Two minutes later, a counter-attack from Milan. Robbo clears off the line. Diaz taps it in to unbelievably somehow put Milan 2-1 up at half-time. Pretty desperate defending from the Reds there, if I'm quite honest. Um, couldn't really believe what we were seeing at that point, having dominated the whole half. But starting the second half, ball dinked over the centre-half from Origi. Most abs it in, uh, puts the equaliser there, and you know that got the atmosphere straight up. Um, and from that point, from experience of being in that ground, you can only feel like the Reds will go on to win it. With that momentum behind us, You know, it just felt like a matter of time. Uh, Around the hour mark, Mane comes on for Divok, but to be honest at that point, I maybe would have liked to have seen Thiago come on a little bit earlier for Kater, just to do that double sub, Um, just before the 70th minute. um, A header clearance comes out to the edge of the box and Henderson releases his inner Stevie G, smashes it into the bottom corner to put the Reds 3-2 up, just showing that that spirit of Istanbul is still alive somewhere. I mean, after that drama, we just needed to see it out which we did pretty convincingly. I mean, over the whole game, in terms of any negatives, if I had to touch on people's individual performances, I thought Gomez was slightly shaky at points. I suppose the realisation of that is that he's come back from a serious injury, so you know that's to be expected. I thought Kater the game sort of passed him by a bit. I did feel like Jota was quite quiet throughout the whole nighty. On that left-hand side, rather than in the 9, maybe that suits them a little bit better going forwards. The Reds never do it easy and you wouldn't want them to. The last time we opened the group with a 3-2 win, a certain Big ear trophy came home in the summer. So let's hope this is a repeat.
2: Mike with a timely reminder there of Liverpool's opening night back in the 2018-19 campaign, seeing off PSG 3-2 at Anfield. Could it well be an omen for the Reds? We'll have to wait and see. Final say now, though, on post-game with his tactical breakdown. It's Mark Baker.
7: Really important, as always, in the Champions League to get off to a good start, especially at home, where you want to amargument enough points to go into the away fixtures and build that strong... Strong start to be able to progress and obviously Liverpool got the job done against AC Milan at Anfield tonight. I felt it was a really good performance from Liverpool, really good. I mean the pressure on the ball, the way they were able to force turnovers from AC Milan and create really good opportunities in the final third was consistent really throughout the game apart from a spell towards the back end of the first half where unfortunately they lost the discipline in the midfield shape. And it reminded me a lot, actually, of the Atletico Madrid game that Liverpool went out to Champions League in uh, the previous the previous season. And that, that, I felt that was a fantastic performance by Liverpool. But there was a spell, and there always is a spell in all the games in which the intensity will naturally drop off. And Liverpool, in them stages for me, sometimes just lack a bit of discipline. I mean, against Atletico Madrid, it was a goalkeeping error, which can happen in a game. However, the worrying part for me was after that in which Liverpool became ragged and lost that that discipline in their, their midfield unit. And obviously, we know what happened in quick succession after that with Atletico Madrid um, putting the tie beyond Liverpool. And it was a little bit like that in this game against AC Milan in which that discipline again went and Milan were able to be in a position where they went from being behind into an advantageous position very quickly And it's something that Liverpool will have to eliminate from the game if they are to progress, especially against the better opposition. And of course, the other thing which hindered Liverpool just as it did in that Atletico Madrid game was the ratio of percentage chances they were able to take. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of the the actual shots were from unrealistic areas, which I always am not a massive advocate of as it happens. Obviously, Liverpool ends up winning the game through one from Jordan Henderson, a fantastic finish. But in general... It's the final decision, whether it be a shot, a pass, the final action, if you like. And that's why the greatest players in the world, that's why Leo Messi's the best player who's ever played the game, because his ratio of correct decisions, whether it be the final action, are, are, are better than everybody else's, no matter if it's a shot, pass, dribble, choice selection. And you'd like to believe that Liverpool, with having top players in that area of the field will return to some level of of the mean, if you like. However, it is a bit concerning because it was Liverpool's major flaw last year. I mean, Liverpool. a lot of people talk about Liverpool losing the centre-arse, which was obviously a massive handicap. However, the top end of the pitch and the percentage of chances being finished in that area was way below previous years and obviously went a long way um, to culminate in Liverpool's downfall in relation to their... Failed title challenge, obviously they had, you know, personnel problems, but that was the major part on, on the football field which held them back. So hopefully it does return in terms of the ratio. However, it has to be a little bit of a concern because it's going to be an ongoing problem for a while now. I think the big thing to come out of the game was obviously the, the team lineup. Van Dijk being left out, obviously Sadio Manny. And obviously it was a, a little bit of, of changes around the park and it got me to thinking about really about the rotation that Liverpool are going to have to make over the coming months because we're playing three games a week for a considerable period of time now and obviously with international fixtures thrown in, the idea that Liverpool are going to be a, playing a consistent side is it's just not going to happen really and with the Van Dijk one, it's a really difficult one because you want them on the field at all times even so shortly after coming back from injury But there has to be a level of just making sure that the player does not overexert himself, making sure that his minutes are managed, that he's coming off a very serious injury. And Liverpool have to take, and Klopp have to take calculated risks. Obviously, this was a home game against opposition he felt he could probably get the better of without Van Dijk, and obviously lined up with Matip and Gomez. I actually felt before the game that Matip wouldn't play. I felt his career history shows that he doesn't really play or is incapable of playing three games in a week. And I felt Gomez had come into the side with Van Dijk. But it just shows the balancing act that he's having to weigh up. For example, will Matip play against Crystal Palace or are we likely to see Gomez and Van Dijk? I think thats I'd be surprised if Matip played them three games in a week. Obviously, at the top end of the pitch, Sazio Mane dropped out, and it was, you know, a lot of people would probably be quite surprised to see Devoke Origi come into the side. And I think Origi's a good striker at the level. There's, n- there's no question, a Premier League striker. The problem for Origi coming into Liverpool's side has always been the front players play virtually all the games. Very rare that they are they pick up an injury, very no, not injury prone players. And therefore, when Origi comes in, he's always, for me, coming in cold hasn't built up a consistent amount of minutes. But also, when he does come into the side, it isn't a, a, a fit, if you like, because obviously Firmino in that central role, Origi's a very different type of player. Origi's a player who almost acts as a target man, plays on the shoulder the last man, looks to run him behind, or pin a defender. Where Firmino obviously drops into them spaces and tries to combine the game and allow Salah, Salah and Manny to run him behind. So it changes the way in, Liverpool, in the way in which Liverpool... Combine in the final third, but also the way they play as a team. And that's always for me being the difficult thing with Origi. And then when he's been shipped out to the left hand side, that just doesn't suit him. And so, but I actually felt he played very well tonight. And again, it's going to have to be a calculated, not gamble from Klopp, but I suppose you could say in some senses about when he brings these kind of players in, which we know is not his strongest 11, but how much does it not impact the overall effectiveness of the team? Obviously, Jotter's came into that role for Firmino, which again isn't an ideal fit in terms of profile. Although Jotter, I suppose, is more adept at playing in them lower areas or getting better at it. I still, think he's a lot, you know, there's a lots a long way to go in that sense in terms of his tardiness and possession. But he, that's the the option he seems to have gone with for the most part. But then, if you continually play Jotter when Firmino is out, you've then got a problem in replacing Manny, and obviously Jotter is the most likely for like replacement, which is another factor in which you'll be. Of thinking within his lineup, if Manny's going to be out, then you have to play the, the nearest thing, if you like, to him, which is obviously Jota in the side in midfield. Again, obviously, Thiago was left out. Uh, no, no doubt, again, that'll be a rotational policy. Obviously, Thiago had his injury problems in the Euros, just came back late. And again, you know, you'd imagine he'll play against Crystal Palace. And uh, because you, you know, you, you imagine the thought process, you don't want him playing three games a week, and the ideology of playing a first-choice midfielder, Fabino, who I thought was outstanding, Henderson and Thiago on a regular basis, is probably not going to occur that much. You're going to see a real mix and match in that area, with obviously Curtis Jones and Naby Keita being the primary options, you would imagine, from Klopp's selections over the last year or so. I believe Milner's below the level to start real important games for Liverpool or games in general for Liverpool in midfield. And obviously it doesn't seem like he fancies Oxley chamberlain in that position since the injury. I think just to finalise, when we talk about rotation, the one area where Liverpool are going to struggle in terms of rotation, the biggest issue they've got for me is Trent Alexander-Arnold. When you take him out the side, percentage-wise in terms of the win percentage, it's seen drops absolutely dramatically. And there's no player who can adequately come in and cover that position because you imagine if Neco Williams comes into the side a very raw player obviously we know how brilliant Alexander-Arnold is technically but a very underrated defender as well and understanding of his position without the ball and then the other option of course is Joe Gomez uh, an excellent defender but never looks comfortable for me at right back I think we'll see him play there a bit as the option to come in for Alexander-Arnold however the drop-off in level and not just player profile-wise but everything Alexander-Arnold brings to the team as your most creative player means I'm really interested to see how he manages his minutes and goes about solving a problem of not having to play him for three games a week because there'll be multiple Champions League and Premier League games which you really need him in the side for. So that'll be the interesting one for me in terms of the rotation policy. How do Liverpool manage the Alexander-Arnold problem? If you bring in Williams, it's a problem in terms of the discipline and the position defensively. And then if you bring in Gomez, you literally take away all the attacking impetus from that right-hand side. So they're the interesting things for me today.
2: Interesting question there regarding Trent poised by Mark. And for more tactical talk, make sure you check out Analyzing Anfield, which will be with you across the Blood Red channel, available over on YouTube as well on Thursday before we build up for the weekend's visit of Crystal Palace. Well, Captain Henderson coming to the fore for the Reds, putting the ship back on a steady course to victory as Liverpool begin their Champions League campaign by rising above the Rossoneri. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.